Thanks for downloading this episode of Cork Talk with me, Tim Atkin. A weekly conversation with some of the most famous people in the world of wine. This podcast is brought to you in partnership with Nomacork by Vinventions. Driven by a commitment to innovation, the new plant-based Nomacork Green Line offers significant improvements in wine closure performance. Thanks to a rigorous oxygen ingress rate, you can decide which cork is best for your wine, whether it's for young and fresh wines or for those with ageing potential. Paz Levinson is one of the best-known sommeliers in the world, but she initially struggled to get a job waiting tables when she was a literature student in Buenos Aires. Now the head executive sommelier for the Michelin Award-winning Peak Group in Valence, she talked to me about her time in China, her obsession with food and drinks pairing, the love of T.S. Eliot, and why she's done with sommelier competitions. Hi, Paz. How are you? Very fine. Thank you. It's lovely to be talking to you. I, I suppose you're in Valence. Are you at Peak, the restaurant where you work? Yes, today I'm in Valence, exactly. Very nice. And Valence is where? So Northern Rhone, isn't it? So Valence, Northern Rhone, yes, it's two hours and a half from Paris. Hmm. And I come nearly all, every week here. Very nice. And, and you're going to Argentina soon. I've just caught you in time, haven't I? Exactly, exactly. Very soon I'm leaving for three weeks to Argentina. Fantastic. In the middle of winter there, though, yeah? Yes, to chill I leave it down because here it's very hot <laughs> in Europe. <laughs> it is a bit, isn't it? Um, listen, I want to talk to you about lots of things, particularly about your work uh, as a sommelier because you've had this incredible career. Just tell us a little bit about where you were born and brought up because you, you, you're from Argentinian Patagonia, from Bariloche, which is better known for skiing than wine, isn't it? Exactly, exactly. So I grew, I, I born and grew up in Bariloche. That is a very small city of 150,000 and it's in the mountains and it's a, yeah, it's a, it's a ski center. So I have a lot of memories like, yeah, very, very in, in the winter is cold and nearly very bad weather normally, a lot of wind and rain and nice summer. But in summer, I was not there <laughs> when I was a child because... Because I was in more in the in the countryside in Buenos Aires, so uh, I always experienced the cold. And no vineyards, right? No vineyards at all at uh, that moment when I was when I was when I was young. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's true that uh, we always go across uh, General Roca, that is where are the vineyards in Patagonia, or a lot of vineyards that I remember always going through because. Uh, you know, it, uh, Patagonia is very far away from Buenos Aires, mm. and each time I had to travel to Buenos Aires, it was uh, seventeen or twenty-five hours of bus. Oof. Um <laughs> and I do it. I was very used to do this because we didn't have a, another way of doing it, or the plane was not very uh, was not very often, or mm. was not the way we move, or was very or affordable, right? Or affordable, exactly. Yeah. So. I was very used to um, to do a lot of hours in the bus, and when I was uh, younger, when I was a child, my mother uh, take us to Buenos Aires by train, and this was like two days or three days odyssey, um, and the train sometimes was broke, you know, in the middle of nowhere. As Argentina, ex Argentina, and but I remember. Uh, I have very good memories because the train was very beautiful at the same mm. at the same time. It was old. It was with, all with wood. Mm. Uh, it was it was furniture, you know, mm. in the train, and we were sleeping 
So we had a in the train. In the yeah. train, yeah. and there was my memory. It was there was a, a wagon that was a cinema, and <laughs> it was amazing. You know, it was just really amazing. It was a beautiful <laughs> cinema in a nearly destroyed uh, train, yeah. but um, with good cinema. And, I love it. And I and I remember very very with with a lot of. Uh, yeah, a lot of yeah, a lot of love. This, this I love, I love this period. It. I mean, because you know, you, you went to university in Buenos Aires, didn't you, to study literature? Um, I think you've published some poetry, haven't you? I mean, yes. just tell us a little bit about who who were your favourite writers, and did you ever want to become a writer or, or a journalist? I mean, I hope you did become a journalist. There's no money in that, as we know. <laughs> no, it was it was a little bit like this. So when I uh, I very young, since very young, since six mm. years. I I were I have uh, all my child my childhood written because I have my books and I read and I wrote everything what happened to me since six, and so uh so in the when I was young I was I was very, uh I was always writing and I was very confident to to write, um poetry, uh, but I was not a very good reader. Uh, my father yes he had a very nice library but I was not like the person that goes and read, you know, the the novels or the books or long books. So I was more captured by, by poetry. But uh, at uh, 18, I said, um, okay, uh, I have I have to study. I'm for my mother. When you have to study, you have to go. I mean, it was it was one of the of the things in Bariloche that uh, we were far away. But she know she knew that when we have 18, we have to go from the house. So we do, we didn't have a choice. We didn't say okay. I can stay. Oh, she maybe. threw you out, right? Yeah, she threw us out. So, okay, you have to study, you know? That was like a little bit. So we have to see what we're going to study. And and my father was born in Mendoza. So I remember that I was, I looked for, about winemaker, yeah. but because he was from Mendoza and because I, I thought that was interesting because I was good at, at the school and I was good in physics and in mm. biology. I, I really like everything. Yeah. And and I and I but then I said okay no I go to Buenos Aires because I have a lot of friends going to Buenos Aires yeah. so I don't want to be alone uh, so I decided to to study literature because I need to read more if I want to have be a writer ah. um, so that's why I study literature not to write but to read okay uh, and was a and was a, a beautiful moment because uh, we we had a fantastic uh, professors. Uh, mm. And uh, I, I, I managed to do nearly all my, my, my subjects about poetry. Mm. And, and I remember, well, I really, really enjoyed a lot uh, the English poetry or, or in English language. Um, and uh, one of my favorites is uh, T.S. Eliot. Oh wow! Uh, I think uh, four quartets. That's pretty difficult for an English person. Never mind. Never mind the second language. Yeah, but um, no, we we had a we had a fantastic teacher, uh, and we we made uh, we have all uh, you know four months in mm. uh, English literature, English mm. poetry, mm. Uh, from John Donne to like everything you know. Like mm. there's a story of, of poetry uh, till the twentieth century. So Ida Doolittle was one of my favorites. Um, and well, so so many, you know. That's uh, amazing. Yeah, and uh, from United States a lot as well. Because and the, in the, and when you were there, so you're doing your studies, and you got a job as most people do, many people do when they're students, working in a bar, and you went to a restaurant called Risto, yeah. Yes. Uh, yes. And you got a job working on the floor. Um, I mean, how, did you start to get interested in wine straight away, or were you just serving at tables? What were you doing? 
Now, what, what was very, very, uh, very uh, funny, if I think today, is that um, I, 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 be, before going to this very special restaurant where I stay five years, mm-hmm. uh, before I was trying to work in the restaurant business or in the bar, mm-hmm. Uh, but I was uh, I was I was to throw away every time, you know. And they didn't want you. Yeah, they didn't want me <laughs> because I was from Patagonia. I was very slow. <laughs> I don't wa- I didn't was the, the you know the porteña the the, 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 the girl from the city yeah. uh, that was very histrionic and, and and happy. No, I was very like Patagonian, like you know I don't speak. I was uh, I was shy. Uh, so everybody. No, this job is not for you, you know. No. <laughs> so when when they called me for this last uh, interview, I said, okay, but it's the last time I will try this uh, métier. It's the and last you got time. it. And you got it. And and so I started and mm. and I got it. But I was uh, polishing, so I was um, uh, washing glasses yeah. uh, by hand and also uh, all the cutlery. Mm. That was my job and commis, mm. you know, and have to do a Comi sommelier, really, yeah. Uh, no, no, comi uh, from uh, you know server, server, okay. yeah. uh, helping, washing, yeah. washing yeah. a lot. My hands yeah. were destroyed, <laughs> and and three months it was so difficult, so difficult because they want that I, you know, that it was so strict and mm. so hard, and and there was a sommelier that I hate him, like because he was <laughs> all the time, you know, ah, this glass is not very good, nice polish. And, and and I hate him like, but he was the. But after three months, I passed the gap of three months, and they they start to see that I was, you know, like for the style of the restaurant, and and uh, Federico, the the sommelier that today lives in in, in Madrid and works for Rioja, mm. um, uh, he start giving me wines and making feel ah, and taste. And that was the start, right? And that was the really big yeah. begin. And as I was, my father from Mendoza, I mm. was a little bit, I mean, my mother always mm. drink wine, but mm. the, the daily wine, mm. uh, wine was something that I like in a way. And when you're young, I was mm. also drinking wine. I mean, um, very bad wine from Argentina. <laughs> uh, but um, but I, I got yeah. interested in and, this. And, and, that, and that's what made you go to what? To the Central Argentino exactly. de Vinos Espirituosas, yeah? Exactly. And you went to the school to study. And on your first day, they gave you a bottle of what? Of, of, was it 1998 Dom Perignon? And exactly. you must have thought, oh, this is great, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I said, oh, my God. There is something that I haven't seen so I work like one. Well, I mean, I stay one one year. I went and 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 when the school was was uh, began to, to work because mm-hmm. it was a new school, they told me, uh, "Would you like to be like the you know like a, it's an essay? We're going to we are going to open the school. It's the first mm-hmm. people that is going to study. So why ah. you don't study?" Yeah. And uh, because Maria Maria Barutia was the chef and she was a sommelier mm. and she was put in the school on. So we said, we, we, we uh, can pay for your studies. So if you like, ah. you can study. Yeah. And I say, okay, if I'm a server, mm. uh, why, why not? I am a server with a title. And mm. uh, so that's why I say yes, and that was when they served this fantastic wine. And I say, okay, oh, good. <laughs> this is amazing. <laughs> I mean, and you graduated, and then, and then you stayed on for another five years, didn't you? Teaching. So, but were you still working in restaurants while you were doing that? Yes, exactly. Because I really, I really wanted to combine all the time theory and practice. Yeah. I, I thought that was the best 
because uh, while I was working in the restaurant, it's true that it was a restaurant that uh, keep the, the workers for many years because it was from Monday to Friday and was all the lunch and two dinners. So it was seven services per week and we have the weekends. So it was like a normal life in a yeah. way and not every night. So okay. that that allows me to continue with the literature studies because yeah. I finished as a professor, and on the other side, I could also, uh, when I finished the study, I could also start teaching, yeah. and also being in the restaurant. So it allowed me also to have an extra job to teach, and also have the restaurant. And you know, in Argentina, yeah, three we jobs. To, we have to do a lot of things. <laughs> we have to do a lot of things to survive. So was uh, I was like studying literature. Yeah. Working in the restaurant and teaching at the same time, and 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 I think that was very. I I stayed like in this model like fourteen years because then wow. in each restaurant, yeah. yeah, in each, in each yeah. restaurant where I work, I wanted yeah. to have also a little extra time to be professor as well. Interesting, and then you started doing competitions, didn't you? You know, and, and you became very successful. You were. Best sommelier in Argentina twice, and you were best best sommelier of the Americas in 2015. I mean, did you do you enjoy competing? I mean, these competitions can be quite stressful, can't they? Yeah, exactly. They're very stressful. But when I began competing was in 2010, and was really like this. It was really I don't have money for uh, maybe an international diploma. Hmm. Uh, I was teaching a lot. Uh, because I finished the school in 2006, so I I was teaching and and 2009 2010 I was teaching two sommeliers, mm. so I was you know uh, studying a lot of viticulture mm. of uh, uh, the world of uh, all that I could, and and at that point I said to me okay maybe I have to have another diploma, mm. uh, but uh, there there was no WCT coming to Argentina or there was no uh, another diploma, so I I said okay, maybe I have to go to the competition to. Oh, so see competitions my were your diploma, really? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. To see my level and yeah. to see what I have to work, and I I am a very shy person, so I think mm. could help also these. I don't know, uh, and it was really it was really well for me. It was like a surprise because, uh, because you suddenly you won. won. Yeah. And then you competed in in the world championships, didn't you? In, yes. in, in 2017, I think it was in Argentina, wasn't it? Or, yes. And, yeah, and and you and you came fourth, which is pretty amazing. I mean, how many candidates are there? You know, hundred yeah. or something. I mean, there's a lot of no, people. No, we are like we were like 65. Yeah. Uh, it was uh, March uh, 2016, and it was in Argentina. So mm. it's really like amazing that mm. this competition was organized in Argentina, and I was the candidate. We were two candidates because. Mm. Uh, we were the we were lucky to have yeah. two candidates because I was best sommelier of Americas at the mm. same time, and yeah, it was uh, it was a little bit painful for yeah. for me because I was very ready for final. I think mm. when you are you know when you are like it's like a sport, mm. and uh, and I was really like in the Olympics. You know, I was very <laughs> trained. I was I was training every day. I was mm. like uh, like crazy, mm. and I and I felt that my level was was really prepared for mm. final mm. and when the I final is three people right exactly final yeah. is three people and and when i when i was waiting for the results mm. and they thought they said fourth it was like oh my god i was oh. so close that oh. it was because it's not every day that you can be no. in a very high high level like this yeah. now would you do it again or not i think i think 
the competitions has a moment in your life. Yeah. And I and I was feeling also what what it happened to me is that I was feeling that it was a little for the philosophical thing. Yeah. For competing, I was working a little bit less because mm. my work was studying, was to mm. study also. Mm. So I had to really slow down. I mean, uh, work, pay, paid work. Mm. And I have to really put a lot of time of my life mm. for studying. Mm. Uh, that is lovely and it's fantastic. Mm. But at the, at the same point, I said, if I want to be great sommelier mm-hmm. i have to have teams i have to have mm-hmm. i have to be in a position that mm-hmm. gives me also the title of the yeah. sommelier yeah. because if, if i stay in the competition i'm a little bit alone mm-hmm. and um it's good but it's a, in a point it's a nice way to show what we do but it's a little bit bubble yeah. if you if are not working there are some yeah, candidates yeah. that also have teams and also can manage to do everything you know mm-hmm. Uh, but I didn't want to keep only the theory in a point, and I want really to have a job that uh, that entitles all that I want. Which is what you have now, it. right? Yeah. And that's why I said, okay, I cannot. Maybe I, it's not. Me don't to do it do again. Everything again. Yeah. Don't do it. Everything at the same time. Yeah. So for the moment, I think I've done with the competitions, but mm. I never uh, done with the studies because I want yeah. to progress and I want to be a better mm. sommelier, and uh, and I'm I'm looking what to be the next level yeah. uh, in your I, job I really right? like uh, yeah in my job mm. and also in the studies mm. because I really like uh, I've been uh, well a lot of uh, tasting for Master Sommelier as well or or uh, yeah or maybe well to, to think about it uh, but continue studying T- tell us what you think makes it makes a really good sommelier I mean it's not just winning competitions as you've said it's you know it could be organizing a team but in terms of being on on the floor, you know, when you see someone who's really good, I don't mean you're very good, obviously, but when you see someone who's really good, what impresses you about them? Yeah, I think I think what what it impresses a lot from a sommelier, or what it makes a very good sommelier, is um, to be very um, very humble, mm. but at the same time very servicial. I, mm. I I think it's a, it's a service. You know, I'm a server of wine. And I want to do everything for the client to feel good. Mm. It's not about uh, the the person. I mean, it's not to show. I, I don't like the sommeliers that talks a lot and mm. doesn't do the service. You know, mm. it's a bit nervous. I prefer uh, for a sommelier maybe not to talk too much, mm. but do the job and do the service because mm. we are servers. Mm. That is the first thing. So I really I feel lucky to start in this uh in this uh, business being a server really mm. server of of dishes and mm. and have to remember everything that is in the dish because mm. it's a service that mm. i will give to the client mm. and then if i learn more it's good because the client if he asks something i can answer more mm. but it's not you know the the the, the image that we have that the sommelier is just drinking wine or tasting wine mm. and enjoying I think we are in the service to for the others. When we have somebody in the restaurant, we are taking mm. care about That's, everything. I, I like that. Yeah. And and in the, my job, um, I can say maybe I I'm not uh, all the time tasting wine mm. because I want that the client has a fantastic experience tasting mm. the water, drinking the water, mm. the temperature of the water, mm. what the coffee will feel, what they mm. will feel, how they will feel, and then I like the connection with the client. Like I like sommeliers that are that has the passion mm. that I, I I mean I they can be technical mm. great or mm. but if they don't transmit 
and this is done uh, give you the passion mm. and I like the love wine, right? people. Yeah, love, love wine, wine, love the love their job, love yeah. what they do, and simply like to share it, but in a very discreet way. Yeah. I I I don't like when we are so very invasive or talking too much or uh, because well you have also <laughs> 50 people to to do the service so yeah. you have to have conscious about it. But I think it's knowledge, passion, mm. being humble, yeah. and 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 being all the time aware and of expertise, technical expertise, exactly, really. and knowing how to do things in yeah. a very technical way mm. without being uh, um, uh, cold or without, with no, empathy, I mean, with empathy. Right. With, yeah, exactly. You're right. I mean, it's interesting that you know. You, I remember at one point you, you went off to China. You're, you're always learning stuff. You went off to China for six months, didn't you? Um, you know, did you yes. did you get involved in the wine scene in China? It was, or you were learning about tea, weren't you? I mean, you, I think you yeah. went with your husband, and, and, and yes. you had a job opportunity there. And... Exactly. No, I wanted. Yeah, definitely, I went to China because uh, people were talking a lot about China in 2012 and what's happening in China with the wine and everything. So I said, okay, maybe let's go to China and uh, ask my husband speak Chinese and. And he uh, he is very keen for, for for being in China. I said, okay, let's go. And um, and as I uh, we have a I had a competition also in 2013 in Japan for best sommelier of the world uh, that I was semi finalist. Uh, I said China and Japan are really close, so it's good also for me. Um, but let's go to China. So we went to China. I get involved in a restaurant mm. and and uh, doing the service and also the wine list. So I got the visa, the working visa, and it was the restaurant of Mauro Colagreco, fine dining, but also with a part of a restaurant that was Argentine, a lot of Argentinian wine. Ah, so okay. I was like teaching also and, and, and doing the service with the Chinese people. Yeah. Um, and I, I really enjoyed Shanghai yeah. and really enjoyed the food. I love Chinese food and I love, uh, and I think in that point for an Argentinian being in China is I feel comfortable i mean it's not the same standards of many things but then uh you know they are very curious people they talk to you in the street they're very like like a <laughs> like bit latino like latino in china and and i and i really feel comfortable uh then while it was a little bit polluted it, the sky we never saw the, the blue sky it was but it was super interesting and and i try to do as many tastings of wine i try to also to work a little bit for Catena to mm. show the wines in, in China. I try to do many things, all linked with wine, with the wine scene, with the sommeliers. Um, so I made a good friend as well, and I tried to visit as much of sommeliers as I could. And then the part of the tea that connect me to the terroir and to to see how uh, the tea was, is really, uh, yes, it's really like a vineyard, visiting a vineyard. And I really was was moved by this. I went to to um, to Longjing, uh, to the region of Longjing. That is a green tea um, in a in a real near a city that's name is Hanzhou, and it's beautiful. And and really, we walk a lot in the mountains. I've been there. It's, and it's, it's so it's yeah. so nice. It's yeah. so nice to walk in the mountains and to feel the place. Uh, tea plantations, and, beautiful, right? And and to yeah. feel the tea, and and it was the peaking time, and mm. we could taste the very fresh tea. Take some pictures. Yeah. <laughs> and then you went to Paris, didn't you? You know, you, you, you went to work in restaurants in Paris and you worked, I think, at Epicure, didn't you? And yeah. Virtus. So yes. two Michelin-starred restaurants. 
And then you got this amazing job you're doing now as head executive sommelier for the Group Peak uh, in, in Valence, where you are today. And how did you meet Anne-Sophie Peak, this very famous chef? You know, how, how did she find you, this yes. Argentinian sommelier? <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a very funny story because we, we found together in, uh, actually, um, thanks for another woman uh, that, she, uh, that she is a filmmaker. And um, it's, it's so nice how the network works and how also women connect other women. And um, and she is a filmmaker and she has made a film that calls In Search of, uh, of Female Chefs. Mm. Um, so uh, Veran, Veran, and she's French, but she's living in London. Mm. And she was uh, so doing a lot of interviews to a lot of chefs. Mm. And and there is a big part of Anne Sophie, and because she she really admires Anne Sophie, and Anne Sophie, well, is, you know, today she has won ten stars, and uh, is the only woman three stars. So it was a, a part of the film that was important. Mm-hmm. And Veran, uh, we had a connection where where I was working, they they knew Veran, and to, she she knew knew me, and she do an interview, and she found it really interesting. Uh, because I was uh, talking about also how is to be somebody in You France, were in the film, right? Uh, yeah. 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 Uh, so she, she was really captured by, by the story. And so she decided to come with me to Chile for the contest of Best Women of Americas. Mm. Uh, so she came with cameras, with everything. And she said, decided to film everything what happened. And you and, won. Uh, yeah. And I won. So it was a good part <laughs> of the film. <laughs> so when, uh, when Anne-Sophie uh, saw the film, well, we were in the, you know, in the presentation, yeah. the avant-première, yeah. and uh, we were together there. So she, we, 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 we talk a little bit together, and she saw, and she, she, she called Veran and she said, "I want to work with Pass." Oh, uh, wow! So it was amazing because uh, when I received the call of Anne Sophie, I was, I was a little bit in the moment that maybe I was thinking about continuing the restaurant mm. or what to do. Uh, France is not so easy as well. So I was really doubting if going out of the mm. restaurant maybe or being consultant for restaurants. I don't know. I really was in a in a moment to take a decision and uh, she called me and and it was like, wow, yes. uh, this is an opportunity of what a my job. life. Yeah. We, ha- we have to speak a lot about what is going to be my job because yeah. maybe um, uh, she, ha- she had some ideas and I have some ideas of what I want to do. Mm. And so we found, we found a, a, a good job. Mm. So the, the position was created for, mm. me, for, for me. you. Yeah. And yeah. I was the one that I began this position. Mm. Um, and it was like instant uh, connection. Mm. Uh, and uh, yeah, and now it's, I think it's a dream job. And and I, it's incredible to work with mm. such a fantastic woman, so mm. so talented, and um, yeah, yeah, I think it's a it was a is my opportunity of of life. So it's true that when I say, oh, I would like to compete again, I would like to do, then I said, but all the things that I have to today and what yeah. I learn in the daily, in the every day is is more interesting amazing. anyway. It's yeah, super yeah. interesting. I mean, just I mean, because you've got all these sommeliers working under you. You know, you've got restaurants in France, in Switzerland, the UK, um, and Singapore, and Singapore as well. I mean, how much of what you do is training them? Because I know you've always enjoyed teaching in a way. Is that a big part of your job? Yes, um, but also uh, one of big parts is a lot of uh, 
a lot of um, uh, research of people as well. You know, today is the big the big theme that uh, we're lacking stuff in in a lot of uh, we, we are we are very lucky, but we are like but we have to work a lot in having a good teams. So my job is a lot of uh, interviewing and and searching the good talents and talents that can work with me, uh, because if I if I have people uh, that work that want to work with me and they want to evolve and mm. I can do my job you know mm. I cannot do alone it's a teamwork mm. and I and I and I and I many much of my time is interviewing mm. uh, people and meeting people and and yes each time we can um, I'm in the in the floor when I mm. when I when I have the time, or uh, you know, uh, giving uh, directions of mm. what we have to do or how. Um, when you have a chef sommelier that also thinks like you, mm. it's much easier because everything is much more fluid. And now, I, of all the restaurants, I have the the sommeliers that I I, I chose. Uh, so um, so today is very organic. But yes, part of the training, uh, sometimes I need a little bit more time to do more training, but it's true <laughs> that we try to go to the vineyards together. Uh, we try to do uh, tastings. We try to, I try to push them to do, not contest only, I mean, to try to push them to do what they want to do yeah. and, and, and not to stay like um, uh, sommelier. Or, to get better. Yeah? Uh, exactly, how, to, how they can get better, how they, I can help how uh if i can help with some visits if i can help with some theory uh, so i'm also at the service of my of my people of my employees and and i think it's very important to to have this uh, connection and each time i'm in the location i work with them um to have everything done and i and i help them i'm there to say, okay, what you need, what we need to do this, we need to maybe expand this part of the wine list. So, um, so I give you uh, suggestions. Uh, I do also uh, uh, quite a lot of of, of buyings of to to fill our cup of what things are. I, I, so you're buying I, wine. I That's your yeah. job as well. Yeah. Yes, and 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 buying things that maybe are uh, of niche or maybe mm-hmm. uh, so. But I think that we need that in the wine list. And there's a reason. Uh, so we work also together with the Chef Sommelier to have all that and to have all the projects in good terms. Interesting. <laughs> now, one thing I want to ask you about is is matching food with wine. I mean, Peak's food is, and Sophie Peak's food is, is amazing. I mean, you know, you match it with other things as well, other beverages, don't you? Not just wine. Do, do you think it's, is it an art or a science? I mean, do people worry too much about it? Do ordinary consumers if we like or diners think oh god what am i going to eat with this dish i mean what's your approach to it do you do you are you quite yes. relaxed about it no i'm not relaxed at all <laughs> <laughs> i'm i'm obsessive obsessed by the pairings i can yeah. say this i'm i'm really obsessed and uh, and i know and i know but i have the two visions mm. i i have a restaurant that uh and and the restaurants uh for sure i want to sell wine and the bottle of the wine and we have beautiful <laughs> sellers and no and that is what we do but at the same time in a three stars or in two stars people is coming to have a global experience mm. so if i don't take the time to be to be uh, i want to be perfect in mm. the parents uh, so if i don't take time to that mm. we can give a not so good experience you know mm. so i want to be prepared 
for the client that comes to the full experience. Mm. And I can tell you, we have one third of our clients taking the wine pairing or a beverage pairing. Mm. That is a lot of 400 people that comes each week. We have 80 or 100 people that takes the pairing. And the pair is a pairing menu where you and have the, the wine. the pairing menu, yeah. we have wine, we have tea, we have sake, we have coffee. <laughs> we have uh, we have different vintages of Hermitage. We have we this week this week we serve uh, Cheval Blanc uh, 1969. Uh, we have I want to give experience yeah. of your life in the pairings if someone wants the pairings. I don't want to give leave this okay. We serve some glass okay, of wine, yeah. it's okay. Uh, we have the wines by the glass, so it's okay. No, I want to really control. You're on it, as we say. <laughs> and I'm, I'm totally on it, and not me only. Yeah. It's the chef. We, we, taste, we taste what we do here in Balance mm. and in each location. But in Balance especially, we are with the chef, tasting the dish, tasting all what I can think that can go well, and the chef sommelier. All three, we taste, we say yes, no, yes, no. And then we think also globally the experience, no? Mm. The balance, the balance of alcohol, the balance of, of, of wines from run, from the world. Mm. Um, the, so it's a creation by itself. Mm. And I really insist on this because I know that it's school of some years. No, it's, it's, it's just good to, ser- to serve bottles. I'm very happy to serve bottles. Yeah. But if their client wants something, I then have to give the best. You're going to give them a good experience. I have to give the best. And we work a lot of mixology. Mm. We work mm. a lot with cocktails. Mm. We have a rotary uh, ferment um, evaporator, so mm. a rotovap. We make our uh, distillation here and we create. We create a lot of things. So You're I, creating I, aromas, are you? I, I create. We create aromas. We create cocktails. We create wow. also. We create a gin with the chef as well. Mm. But I mean, I I cannot uh, be separate of this creative from, from process. From the creativity, yeah. Listen, I, I wanted to ask you about Argentina because I know you're going back pretty soon uh, for three weeks in, in in August. I mean, it's interesting. You once said that you thought leaving Argentina and you left what in two thousand and ten, twelve, yeah. You thought it would distance you from the country, but you said the opposite's happened. It's sort of brought you closer in a way. I mean, why do you think that's happened? Why, why has it made you feel closer to Argentina, not being there? Yeah, no, I think, I think because I really wanted to be in this way. Uh, I was very worried, as, as you said, but in the way I was, um, I don't want to, to I, I didn't want to lose all the things that I was gaining working in Argentina for, mm. for so long because it was like 13 years in Buenos Aires. So I I really get more connected with um, with the winemakers. I also uh, participate. Well, we participate together in a premium tasting, for example, and these kind of events. Even I was living outside, it connect me also uh, with the wine scene, uh, local wine scene. And also each time I was going to Argentina, I was or taking wine to taste together with wine people or with winemakers or with, or with the people from the school. Um, so I was all the time like uh, going back to Argentina, but maybe doing something uh, or a tasting or a blind tasting or, a, or visit the vineyards or, uh, I mean, really, really connect and not, and not, you know, just be with 
with a with a for, with the French uh, producers and forget about Argentina. Mm. So I uh, it's true that in my WhatsApp you can see the, I'm all the time discussing or something about Argentinian wines, or Argentinian yeah. wines, or asking things to mm. to to winemakers that I respect a lot mm. of because I have doubts or mm. uh, so I'm really connected and. You're more connected than when you live there. In yeah, a way. exactly. And yeah. in a way, because it gave the, the being outside Argentina mm. gave me a perspective also of the wine, global wine, and so I, I, I think I, I, yeah, it's very rich when we get together. You're you're, you're almost a best. You have a better. You're more objective view of it. Really. Totally, and yeah. then also with the wine trips, the, yeah. we organize our wine trip in Burgundy, a wine trip mm. in Piemonte with, with winemakers right? for yeah. Argentinians, yeah. and I think it's the way that you know we we can uh, we can learn all together and we can grow up all together and be better. <laughs> Do you th- <laughs> would jobs. you would you ever move back? Do you think? Uh, I, uh, I I move outside because I want to experience how to is mm. is to be a foreigner, and um, we said with my husband, okay, let's experience foreigner mm. five years, mm. and now it's ten years we are out, outside <laughs> Argentina. Um, we don't want at the same time we experience what is this foreigner. Now we know, <clears throat> but uh, we I, I think I don't want to be a foreigner all my life. Uh, I see people, Argentina people that lives here in France for 60, 5, 50, 40 years, mm. and maybe they get a little bit no- nostalgic about mm. it. So uh, we don't know. I think I think I won't. I won't like to be foreigner all my life. <laughs> we are. I'm not married with a French. You know, it's not. I, we are. That's a good Argentinians. idea. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and, uh, but my 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 son, he was born in Paris and. And we have, we, in one point, we will have to decide what we are going to do uh, for him as well. Mm. Uh, but we don't, we want that he can pronounce the air. The air. <laughs> <laughs> we want to say perro and not perro. <laughs> so so we perrier. have to do something, exactly, we have to do something uh, in, in, the, in the next year. Yeah, and would you open your own restaurant, do you think? Would you like to do that? Uh, I don't think so. I I think I maybe a wine bar or something about wine. Uh, but restaurant. If I have a partner, uh, uh, chef. Yeah. Yes, but okay. uh, you know, it's it has to be really something like wow, uh, like a connection in the moment. Uh, what I sometimes I dream of is uh, I really like uh the the winemaking process or oh you might make wine vineyard. and and. Maybe yes. I be, yeah. I like to be outside. I like to be yeah. in the nature. I like to be uh, well. Patagonia, I think, is a good place. And you, but you've already wine. made a wine, haven't you? You've made one wine. Yes, we made one wine for in Paso del Sapo with yeah. uh, with uh, Matias Michelini, and I think was was a was a beautiful experience. But uh, it, because we 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 uh, we processed the grapes uh, at great. home with my father, with my mother, all were over 60 and me. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, was so fantastic. And I, I tasted the wine recently. And it's amazing. It's good, isn't it? Yeah, yeah it's very Back good. Back to your roots in a way. Yeah. Back to Listen. so it's a, it's a dream. It's a yeah. dream. I love that. Listen, Paz, if you ever open a wine bar or restaurant, I'm coming on the first night. You have to invite <laughs> you me. You will be really I'll be invited. Listen, invited. It's been fascinating talking to you. What an incredible story you know, you've shared with us. Thank you so much for being on the podcast. And I hope I'll see you soon, either at Peak or in Paris or in Argentina or in London. I mean, you travel a lot and I do. I look forward to seeing you soon. Thanks for coming on. Yes, me too. Thank you very much, Tim. Thank you. Bye. Bye. What a lovely person. And you can see why Paz is so good at her job.
Next week on Cork Talk, my guest is Hans Vinding Diers from Bodega Noemia in Patagonia. Join me then. Thanks for listening to Cork Talk. If you want to read more reports, articles and tasting notes by me, go to my website, timatkin.com. You can also follow me on Twitter, at Tim Atkin, and on Instagram, at Tim Atkin MW. See you next week.